time for the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you Friday afternoon as we talk with coaches around the UP and get their thoughts on their team and get a little update. We uh, start with Westwood Girls Basketball and head coach Kurt Corcoran as his team advances to the state quarterfinals. Regional champions as of this week. Coach, congratulations on a fantastic run thus far. Let's go back and recap your regional run. It started Monday in Escanaba with West Iron County. That was a game you had to gut out a win you had to come from behind it was a real gritty determined win and your team comes away with it 50 to 46 tell me a little about that matchup hey thanks tanner um yeah the west iron county game was was one for the ages uh that that's that's an incredible incredibly skilled team um they are if if it wasn't uh if it wasn't if we hadn't come out of that game um, West Iron would be playing in the quarterfinals right now. I have no 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 doubts about it. Um, but yeah, we got off. We did what we normally do. We got off to a 7-0 run uh, to start the game. But West Iron County chipped away um, a couple of their role players who don't uh, weren't really considered uh, great shooters. Had a great shooting night and kept them in the game and, and built helped build them a lead. Um, Emily Nelson just dominated in the first half. Uh, she was just too big and strong for us. And, um, you know, we found ourselves down uh, seven points there and almost halfway through the third quarter when we decided to put some full-court pressure on them for the first time all year. And uh, it paid off, luckily. Uh, they just changed the momentum of the game, um, sped them up a little bit, and uh, we chipped away at it, and then we inevitably won the game at the free throw line in the end. Well, Coach, you were down 35-28 with about two minutes left in the third quarter, and that's, as you alluded to, when you put the full-court press on. And it was something, like you said, you haven't really tried this season. It was a new thing for the girls. Were they a little hesitant doing uh, something like that, especially uh, the first play that had occurred then West Iron broke it, missed a layup. Did it take a little bit of trust for them to be able to trust the press and to give it another shot? Yeah, again, first time we ran it. And when you run just a man-to-man press, uh, that's, I, every day in practice when we, we for three weeks, I said, I said, guys, at the end of the day, it's just man-to-man. And so you have to match up. And we, of course, didn't match up. And we always... I always came back to, like, we, we would try to simulate a game. So here's made bucket, boom, boom, boom. You know, find them, find them, find them. And your head's got to be on a swivel, and you got to know where your girl's at. And um, we, we, didn't, we didn't adjust accordingly that first time. Uh, we kind of got into our what looked like more of a zone press. And, um, but luckily they missed that layup or they traveled on it. And um, we were able to adjust from there and kind of calm down. Were they nervous? I don't think they were nervous. I think uh, I think they were really excited, almost maybe a little too overexcited, because uh, when you're working on something like that, you know, kind of in secrecy a little bit, um, you know, it's like guys, this could be the difference between a, in a ball game for us. We're going to need this. This is a tool. Do we just have it in our back pocket? And uh, we just kind of been waiting to waiting to use it. And like I said, it it, it paid dividends. It was um, it allowed us to move on in the in the tournament so um nerves no just just getting uh caught up with with the real game speed i think is what is what it, is all that it took 
Coach, tell me about the growth from last year to this year among your players. You have no seniors on the roster this year, and yet your team coolly and calmly is able to close out a tight game like they did on Monday. Tell me about the growth you've seen in that aspect from your players from last season to now. Well, um, I'll tell you about the growth. You know, it's, it's just something, it's not something that you notice one day, you wake up and notice. It's, it's little things uh, throughout the year getting into foul trouble and not panicking. Um, you know, Tessa a couple times throughout the year found herself with two fouls in the in the first quarter and um, just pull her off, tell her to calm down. And with Tessa, you can basically tell her, Tessa, no more fouls. And she's like, got it. And and she won't foul anymore. She's got that. She's got that much body control. Um, so uh, falling behind. You know, the West Iron game, not panicking where we may have panicked before. Uh, even in the Charlevoix game, uh, when uh, Elise stuck, she 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 blocked Maddie off of the backboard. It was it was a block that you don't typically see in girls' basketball. And Maddie, as a freshman or even a sophomore, that would have just crushed her. She Her head would have been out of the game. She would have been worried about being embarrassed and this this year, when or when whatever day it was, Wednesday that that happened, didn't phase her. Tessa got the offensive rebound, put back, and um, we were able to move on. So it's just you start to notice a sense of maturity in these girls. Um, that's that's really, you know, not just we're not just talking basketball. We're talking life. We're talking school. Uh, how they how they handle adversity. How they handle somebody teasing them. I mean, these girls they couldn't even handle people teasing them before um without breaking down so it's just fun it's fun growing up with these girls spending all the time that we do with them um and and just seeing them seeing them mature turn into young women is, is always fun Talking with Kirk Corcoran, head girls basketball coach at Westwood, his team regional champions, and they did so, taking down Charlevoix 47-29 in Sault Ste. Marie. Coach, tell me about that game. You never trailed in it. You led by double digits for most of the game. Charlevoix made a run there in the third quarter. You hold them off, go on a 15-0 run, and you pick up an 18-point win. Tell me about your regional championship. Well, you know, uh, 48 hours prior to playing Charlevoix, we didn't know anything about him. I had never heard of Elise Stuck. Um, I didn't know anything about Charlevoix's record or who they play. Um, so you, you know, that and that's the life. That's the tournament life, right? You, you, you got to do your homework real quick and do have a quick turnaround to prepare for somebody you maybe you've never seen before. And um, we initially, I was going to put Tessa Lee. On, on Elise Stuck, who, if for anybody that's listening, might not know or paid any attention, this is a girl who scored her um, 2,000th point as a junior, um, which is just an incredible feat. And so that's what that, that was the first thing that pops up. Everybody says, "Oh, they've got a D1 recruit. She's going to Michigan or Michigan State." Um, and then to start the game, there's these Michigan State recruiters. There's like three of them all sitting at half court in their own special chairs. And it's like, wow, you know, this girl is the real deal. And you almost get starstruck, even though you've never even heard of her two days prior. And um, initially it was going to be Tessa Lisa's, uh responsibility. But I didn't want Tessa to get into foul trouble, knowing the kind of, gr- the, the, kind of the way that she plays. She's able, she catches the ball at the high post. She splits defenders. She uses a jump stop. Um, and even if Tessa plays good defense, 
you just it's going to be physical and a referee could very easily anticipate some calls and get her in foul trouble so i asked natalie prophet if she was up to up to the challenge and she just said yep and uh, i was like all right let's do this but it's not just on natalie it's going to be on the rest of you making sure you don't get split making sure you help and double down on stuck when it needs when when the need uh, comes and you know i mean she had 21 points i believe uh but she was probably you know six for 30 on the night i think we so you see that 23 and you're like well maybe they didn't do so well well we did um because everything is run through her and in order for them to won that night stuck would have had to score 50 points so holding her to just over 20 was was uh, a pretty big deal well, Coach, you alluded to it a little bit already. Your team's defensive effort raced out to a 21-8 lead. You led 27-14 at halftime. Got up by 15 early in the third quarter, but then Charlevoix made a little bit of a run, and they're a good team. They're going to do that, and they got within five. Your team responded with a 15-0 run and led by double digits the rest of the way. What would you do during that uh, timeout you took when they got it down to five? What would you adjust and get yourself back on the right track? Well, they... They weren't guarding uh, one of our players. Uh, they it, it, so we made the switch. Um, I put. I, I knew Mallory Lee was sitting on the bench. Uh, she's a deadly three-point shooter, uh, and they wouldn't have known that because Mallory hadn't played uh, in the previous three or four games. And no, so we're talking about a freshman who hasn't seen any district play, uh, any any tournament play. And I said, Mallory, let's go. I said, and I always tell her when she goes in, I said, your job is to shoot. And uh, so here's this freshman in her first second of of tournament play, and she buries a three-pointer, um, which I think was very defeating to, to Charlevoix because it's like, now what do we do? And um, the girls just rallied around that, and we, we kicked it back into gear and went on that 15-0 run and just kind of put the blew the lid off the game and, um, it was it was cool again, Mallory. I think I said this on the post game, but Mallory Mallory made me look uh, made me look good with that one. So because she wasn't in the game for for but ten seconds, and she hit the three, which is exactly what she was supposed to do. But it, you know, it doesn't always work out that way, especially especially when you're a freshman uh, who hasn't played in four games. You talk about your freshman class. You had three of them play significant minutes for you on Wednesday night, and they've seen plenty of varsity action over the course of the season. Plenty of compliments about how you bring your youth players up. I know Westwood takes a lot of pride in the youth basketball and what have you, Gwyn as well, and there's just a lot of compliments uh, for those two schools about how they do things and the upbringing they have for future players, and it establishes a culture and allows freshmen like that to come right up to the varsity level and make an impact. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, you know, it doesn't always work that way, though. I mean, it's not it's not a recipe that I would want anybody to copy, um, necessarily just to, to copycat. I mean, the whole our whole youth program and whatnot is, I, I think you should copy the heck out of that, but you don't want to bring up freshmen. I mean, freshmen aren't typically strong enough to handle the varsity level. That's I've, and I've told you that, I've told every interview I've done, is, is that you have to be strong enough. And that's maybe, that's where Jillian runs into a little bit of problems sometimes on a defensive matchup is she sometimes just isn't quite strong enough yet. Um, but 
her skill makes up for it. Her her ability to ball handle um, and handle handle the ball, help help Maddie and Tessa handle the ball in late game situations, and her ability to hit free throws. Right, you don't have to be strong to hit free throws. So um, it's but but kids do need a year on the JV to mature. I mean, and, and Mallory Lee got a, a, a half of a year. Natalie Profit got three quarters of a year just to gain that experience. So I'm not, I don't, freshmen shouldn't be on the varsity, but when they're ready, they're ready. And um, fortunately for us, we've just, we've got a good crew, a dedicated crew who um, they work out at advantage throughout the summer, throughout the year. Um, it's not, this isn't just a, a, a hobby for them. I mean, this is their life. So uh, yeah, it's it's worked out for us, but it's certainly not it's certainly not ideal. I mean, it, and it's funny for uh, like I get it, it. It's it's worked out ideally for us this year, but it's not ideal every year. I mean, when we pulled up Maddie and Tessa as freshmen, it wasn't ideal. We did it out of necessity, and a lot of kids wouldn't have been able to to do what they did. Talking with Westwood head girls basketball coach Kurt Corcoran ahead of his team's quarterfinal date against Lake City and Gaylord on Tuesday. Coach, I'm sure you've already started the preparation. Any idea what to expect from the Trojans? Yeah, again, they've got uh, they got a really good record. Um, they beat uh, Skoda, who was undefeated, I believe, 22 and 0 going in. Um, his team called Hart, and again, I don't even, I don't know where any of these schools are, but. Uh, just doing a little bit of research, Hart Hart had made kind of a Cinderella run, uh, winning a district and getting to the the regional finals. I think they had a they had a sub 500 uh, record coming in. So uh, we've we've got a, a couple of films on Lake City, and they've got uh, these two cousins. Bisball is their last name. Uh, one is one is committed to Grand Valley already as a junior, and another one's going to a smaller uh, Alma type college. Um, next year, so they've got they've got some ball players. This number, uh, Bizball, she's a she's a big, a big. She's she's similar to Eden Gallagher. I feel she's like a she's a mixture between Eden Gallagher and Emily Nelson of West Iron County, and that's a pretty darn good combination. So um, they're similar to us. Uh, I don't know if they're quite as, as skilled shooters as we are, but um, it's going to be it's going to be a, a real challenge guarding this this bigger Bizball because. Um, she plays down low. She plays out on the perimeter. She handles the ball. She does it all. And it's going to be one of the, a similar scenario to if we can stop number number 32, our chances are going to be pretty good. Um, so we're we're just we're in the process right now of watching film and breaking down some tendencies and uh, creating our our matchups. But it's definitely it's definitely going to be a tough a tough game. They've only lost two times all year. Um, so, you know, whether or not they're, they're battle-tested as we are, I don't know if their strength of schedule is quite as, is, is quite as high as what we play. But, uh, again, that, that, that all doesn't really matter. It's who's going to want it more on, on Tuesday night, who's going to play better on Tuesday night. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully our girls are, are prepared and battle-tested. And, um, you know, if we fall behind a little bit, we're not going to panic. I don't know how many times uh, Lake City has been down this year other, besides their two close losses. A lot of their scores indicate they're like St. Ignace scores almost, you know, 60 to 20. Um, so other, other than a few, a few films um, and trying to get as much information on them from some people who want to spill the guts downstate, um, you know, we're, we'll, we'll be as prepared as we possibly can be. 
Well, Coach, uh, I know that this is a time of the year that is crunch time. you got to keep in focus, what have you. But Westwood is in a position they haven't been in since 2008. Are you still staying as locked in and focused 100%? Or do you have a little bit of time maybe between games to, to relax and enjoy it and appreciate where your team stands? Every day, every single day, I tell the girls to just stop what they're doing and enjoy this moment. Realize it, remember it, take take a mental snapshot because uh, when I was at Westwood, I played in a quarterfinal and I, I don't remember a lot of it and I wish that you know, these kids nowadays they're with the phones and the pictures and the videos, like, they'll have everything documented and they'll, they'll be able to remember it for a lot longer than I was able to um, but, but still just, just live in this moment, realize what's happening, realize that everybody in the UP, is, well most people in the UP are rooting for you and uh, it's kind of nice being able to watch Iron Mountain do what they're doing um, because, I mean, there's all these videos of Coach Izzo taking them around the Breslin Center. And I know we're not playing at the Breslin, but we are going to the Final Four. And Calvin College is an incredible campus. Um, but I get to, we get, we get to kind of piggyback off of Iron Mountain and be like, girls, this could be us. This is, this is the next step. This is, in, you know, and, and now we've got our, we've got our GoFundMe um, link up right now and people have been generously donating to that and it's just kind of it's just kind of surreal like girls everybody's rooting for for you everybody knows your name everybody knows the westwood patriots so just remember this live in it and and try to enjoy it as much as possible because it will come to an end and uh 10 years will pass even though you don't think it will and someday you girls will be 30 years old and you'll have all these memories to look back on. So, so try to enjoy every single minute of it as, as you possibly can. Well, Coach, you kind of brought me in to the last thing I wanted to touch on was how can the audience, the listenership, the UP, and basketball fans in general help your team get downstate? You brought up your GoFundMe league. We're going to have a telethon on WMQT on Monday from 1 to 3. We'll talk to the team live. Tell me about some ways and tell our listeners some ways that they can help your team get downstate. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not, I've never been good. At, at asking for money from people it's just not in my makeup but this is this stuff gets really expensive and if you um the best way to find it i don't even i don't know if you can just google westwood girls basketball go fund me but if you if you do go on facebook and find our our facebook page westwood patriots girls basketball you'll find the link on there um and and you can donate whatever as little as much as you'd like um or you know, if you don't if you don't donate anything and you just listen to the game, that would mean just as much to us. But these these buses to go down state, um, they get expensive. I mean, you're talking even just our, our trip down to uh, or over to the Sioux was you're looking at two thousand dollars for a day trip. So um, you top that with some hotel fees um, and the, the the busing and the lodging. Um, it's to, it racks up, and, and as you know, schools don't have a lot of money. So uh, every little bit helps. Uh, we uh, appreciate it like crazy. I, 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 I have, like I said, I have a hard time asking people for that sort of stuff because we'll make do regardless. But um, if you if you would be willing to donate any 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 bit any little bit helps. 
Kirk Corcoran, head girls basketball coach at Westwood, his team on to the state quarterfinals Tuesday night in Gaylord. As always, Kurt, appreciate you taking the time. All the best, and we'll be talking a lot here over the next week. All right, I hope so. Thank you, Tanner. We'll take a timeout. More coming up after this here on ESPN-UP. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven, that's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. ESPN-UP, Tanner Hoops with you, joined by Westwood head football coach Scott Sergula. He will be the head football coach of one of the UP All-Star teams coming up this summer. But, Coach, it'll be draft day on Saturday, and they put on a fantastic event for this. Uh, the whole region gets to come together and watch some of the greatest high school football players the UP has to offer on one stage. And Tell me a little about the event as a whole and what it means to be a part of it. Well, uh, this one... I believe will be my fifth all-star game. I was able to uh, coach with Jeff um, for three years. And then um, last year uh, I coached with some of my staff. We, we kind of did the defensive side of it. And some of my staff did a little bit of the offensive side. But uh, Al Fenberg from Bark River Harris, which uh, he's a good friend of mine, uh, and Coach Wilgenin, uh, we, we were able to coach, um, you know, with him. And uh, last year was my first experience. I think that was the first year, second year maybe they did the draft. Um, but uh, it, it creates a little bit, not necessarily more work, but, you, you know, you want to, if you want to do it right, you want to check on some kids and you want to watch a little film and, um, you know, and want to try to get the best available players that you can. Um, but I will say this, the, the event itself um, is top-notch. And that's what I tell our kids. If you get a chance to play in it, play in it. Because it's not just about the game. It's, it's about the entire week. You, I, I, I've had kids um, that I've coached in it before from different schools and some of our own that have said, I mean, that's, that's one of the greatest weeks of football that they've had. It's fun. Uh, you meet some other kids that are great athletes. Todd and his wife absolutely do a wonderful job with it. Uh, they keep the kids busy. They keep it fun. Uh, we go up to Bay Cliff, uh, you know, we have the dinner on Friday night, and, you know, and then, of course, the game's on Saturday. Um, but it is an absolutely wonderful experience uh, for the players uh, and coaches alike. Well, you talked about coaching with Jeff Olson. I know what he means to you as a mentor, and obviously this will be his last go-around before retirement, but you guys get to coach it together and get to coach it with your staffs. And if you could, tell me a little about how special that's going to be to you. Well, I told him, I'm the head coach, he's the assistant coach, he better listen to me. <laughs> um, no, uh, which, you know, I could tell him that all I want, and he probably still wouldn't, but, um, no, it, it, you know, I, I knew his time was coming short, and, uh, you know, uh, we talked about it a little bit, and I, I just thought it would be a kind of a neat idea if we did that, um, uh, and coach together, and I'm not looking at it from a head coach, assistant coach, and I think I'm probably going to do the offense. He's going to do the defense, and um, he has his staff helping out with the D, and I got my staff helping out with the offense. And um, what a great way to, to to have you know five of our kids in it. I think he has six kids in it. Um, 
we had one more, Jacob Adriano, uh, but he declined um, uh, to part, partake in the, uh, the all-star game. Um, you know, but we got – we might not get him, um, you know, uh, because it's a draft. But, um, you know, obviously you want to try to get your kids and, you know, but there's 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 – we're looking at the, at the lineup this year and, you know, there's some really, really good football players out there. And, uh, you know, I watched a lot of film now uh, these last couple of months and trying to get a little bit of a take on, on, you know, who we're looking at. And I think we got a pretty good idea and probably got a somewhat of a plan of attack going in Saturday. But, you know, you never know. The other team might pick somebody that you wanted and then you got to make adjustments. And, you know, but that's fun. That's the fun part of it. And uh, you get to kind of put your team together and, and uh, at the end, you know, on, on that Saturday in June, you get to see – uh, see what you're made out of. Well, Coach, you mentioned the draft is a fairly new process. It's going to be held at Buffalo Wild Wings here in Marquette Saturday yep. night at 6. But tell me about the draft process and how they do it for the All-Star game. Well, it, it, uh, I think we're going to flip. You know, you usually flip and then see who gets the first pick, and then the, the second pick gets the next two picks, and then you alternate back and forth from there. Uh, this year, I believe it's a little bit different Um it's uh, that I have two fathers on my staff, um, Coach Hewitt, whose son is Blake, and then uh, Coach Mann, whose son is Hayden. Um, and so rather than split up a father-son, you know, we automatically get them. And so Todd has, uh, has it worked out. Uh, I think we still flip and, you know, get uh, – I think what he did was the other team gets the choice. Um, possibly if uh, they want the first or the next two. Um, and, I, you know, you're not sure what you're, they're going to take, so you got to prepare for both. Um, and so that was kind of the trade-off for getting those two guys. Um, you know, but uh, it, it, and you kind of just go back and forth. You know, last year, uh, myself and Coach Wilgen, um, Coach Gray were, were all there. And this year, I know my staff's going to be there. I'm sure Jeff's staff's going to be there. We're going to put our heads together, and you know, we have. We, I've, I've talked to Jeff quite a bit already about uh, what we want to try to do and who we want to try to get. And um, the uh, come draft day, you know, you got to have a backup plan too. So uh, we'll put our heads together and you know, make it a fun process because that's what it's all about. When you're drafting, is there a countdown clock? You have a certain amount of time to get your picks in, what have you, or how is it all regulated? You got about two minutes to take a pick. Uh, you know, it's it's not like the NFL draft where they get thirty minutes or something like that. Uh, um, it's it's you get two minutes, so you've got to have your ducks in a row. And uh, once a there's only certain number of positions that you can um, draft on, so. You can draft two quarterbacks. Well, if you go out and get two quarterbacks, if, if another kid that you want is listed as a quarterback, you, you can't go out and get them. Um, but the nice thing about it is most kids in the Upper Peninsula are two-way players. And so they're listed, pop, you know, a lot of kids are listed as, say, a quarterback, defensive back. Well, we have two quarterbacks. We could also draft that other kid who can play quarterback as a defensive back. Um, and then you can always move them. You can always move them. Um, uh, in the draft, you know, if they're listed in their uh, position, if you drafted that second quarterback and he's a linebacker and you need a linebacker, you can move him to a linebacker. 
and uh, then move that other kid into the quarterback spot. So it's, it's a chess game a little bit, you know, moving some pieces around. Uh, and, you know, and then throughout the week, and we did this a lot last year, was, you know, um, we, we moved a few kids. We were we kind of went in I, with I thought what Al had an excellent game plan. Uh, but then, you know, you get into that game plan and you find out, you know, okay, maybe this kid can help us here a little bit more and this and that. And so we moved a few kids around last year, and I, I think it benefited uh, benefited our team by doing doing so. Um, so, you know, Todd gives us that leeway too. So it's nice. Talking with Scott Sergula, head football coach at Westwood, getting set to draft a team for the UP All-Star Game coming up this summer at the Superior Dome. Coach, I know this one might be tough to answer. I know it's an all-star game. It's a showcase. If you could, tell me how competitive this thing is going to be. Uh, well, one, I, I'm going to reiterate this as much as I can. That if, if you have an opportunity to support the UP all-star game, you know, you're supporting a good cause. Uh, Todd gives back to the schools. Todd gives back to the community. Uh, and it is an absolutely wonderful experience for 90-plus kids every single year. Um, that being said, uh, I don't think I would be, you know, there's a scoreboard, there's a winner, there's a loser. Um, you know, so uh, we're going to try to draft the best possible kids according to, you know, what we want to try to do. Um, and uh, I know that on the other side you've got uh, Coach Kangas and Coach Baruti and, uh, um, Coach Jacobson from Madani, uh, you know, and we wouldn't be in this racket if we weren't competitive. And uh, that being said, though, too, I mean, it, it's different. It's, it's uh, you coach a little bit differently, you know, a little bit relaxed. Um, you don't have to worry about effort. I mean, that's, you know, uh, you know, sometimes in high school sports, you're, you're trying to motivate a kid. You're trying to show a kid the, you know, the right way to go and how to work hard and things like that but these kids are here for a reason they have worked hard this is their reward you know they they got the all-conference the all-gp the all-state honors and um i you know you, you got a kid in front of you that uh they just work and um they go hard and um they're, they're the best at their position respective position or positions uh rightfully so and um you know so yeah go in and now it's you're trying to clean a little bit and um you know and uh put those kids in a position to be successful well coach it's not just about the game you alluded to this a little bit earlier they make a fun week out of it for the guys and they give back to the community they head out to bay cliff there's a banquet media day tell me about some of the events that they do for uh, the players yeah, throughout yeah the week. sure uh, you know they got their weightlifting challenge their skills challenge uh, they do that for the kids, you know, and that's kind of a little bit of a break for the coaches in midweek. And, um, and, and uh, you, you know, myself, uh, I, have a, I have a daughter with special needs, and uh, Bay Cliff is, is, has always been um, dear to my heart. And, uh, you know, you go up there and I'm telling you, you, you witness things that, you know, there's a reason that these kids are all-star players. And you you not only see why in practice or on the football field, uh, you see why when you go up to state cliff because those kids go up there, um, they go up and interact with those kids, and they uh, we go into the field house up there, and uh, we have them uh, run through the gauntlet with a football, and we kick field goals, and uh, we spend time with them, we have dinner with them, uh, we 
walk around the campus up there with them. It is, uh, and, and really get to see a world that maybe sometimes uh, those kids uh, always don't see. And uh, I, I can't say enough about it. It, uh, it is um, probably, no, it is. It is the highlight of the week. And uh, any player that, a coach that comes out of that week will tell you that. That, that is the highlight of the week. And, um, uh, you know, furthermore, Todd gives back uh, to Bay Cliff, um, two different uh, community organizations in and around Marquette area. Um, he gave back to uh, different schools every single year. They, they'll get the game balls or the jerseys or a cash donation. Um, it, it, he really does know how to put on a great event, and, and uh, he does an absolutely wonderful job. And that's why I like being a part of it. I, I really do. It's a, it's a fun, uh, great experience. And this year, you know, it's going to be a little bit more special to me. Um, you know, I, we got five kids in it, and those seniors are uh, very close uh, with me, and I'm, I'm very close with them, and I think highly of them. And uh, I get to coach them one last time, and, um, and uh, I also get to coach with Jeff Olson one last time. And, uh, you know, he, and you and I have talked about this before, that, you know, he's been a mentor to me throughout my, my career. And, and um, you know, we get to do it one more time together. I, I think Selfishly, I, I, I think that's pretty neat. <laughs> I really do. I, I think it's uh, – I want him to do it. And, um, um, you know, I may never get that opportunity again. And, um, you know, so I think it's going to be a special year. And, and uh you know, if, if we lose, I'll blame it on Jeff. If we win, you know, I'm going to take the credit. So <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, so it's, uh, it should be a fun week. I'm excited for it. Scott Sergela is the head football coach at Westwood High School. He prepares to draft for the All-UP All-Star game this weekend. Coach, appreciate the time as always. Looking forward to talking again soon. All right. Thanks, Dan. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-matched finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Tanner Hoops with you, joined by Randy Carlson, head softball coach at Nagani. And a lot happening over in Nagani right now, whether it be softball fundraisers or the NIT. We break it all down for you over the next couple of minutes. Randy, starting with the NIT, you got that going last weekend. You continue with it into this weekend. But tell me how the Class C portion of your tournament went over the weekend. Yeah, this past weekend we actually had the women's, um, we had the women's bracket and the Class B. Um, and those both went well. Um, we had some real competitive games, um, especially early. Um, our first two, two games of the day on Saturday were overtime games, which, um, which is always pretty neat because when you're matching up teams and, and putting teams in classes, you don't always know how competitive, you know, you're, you're just kind of, um, you're relying on 
trying to just get good matchups, and, it, and that turned out well. Um, and it was, yeah, so overall, things went pretty smoothly, and we were happy with, with the way it went. Well, and you've got weekend number two coming up this weekend. Give the fans a little information about that, how they can come watch and be a part of it. Yeah, this weekend is Class B and Class C. Um, the NIT used to have a Class A, um, but that when they did that, that was they paid out a lot of money to the teams that come up here, and, and us being a fundraiser and kind of just starting, we don't have that kind of um, capital to do something like that. So we have Class B and Class C. Um, and our Class B is basically an open class, and so um, with Class B, there are there's going to be some really quality teams. We have some, we have a, um, a high school kind of an all-star team, and then we also have a couple of teams that have quite a few former um, Northern and Michigan Tech players on it. So I think um, that'll be very competitive. And then our Class C is going to be really competitive. Also, we have um, we have nine teams in Class C and um, some very good teams there. So I think, you, you know, anybody that wants to watch some good basketball, um, that'll be on display this weekend. Tell me a little more about that high school all-star team, about maybe some of the players that'll make up the roster. Yeah, there, there's, some, um, there's some Marquette kids um, on the roster. Was uh, Marius Grizzulius was on there. Um, there is um, a couple of kids from Kingsford. Um, not sure of, like, like I say, where all the kids are from. Um, Tucker Taylor from Gwynn, I know, was on the roster. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of a um, kind of a conglomeration of kids, and and I think they'll be uh, they'll be a formidable formidable opponent. But then you also, you know, them being young, playing against some of the the college kids that are have a little bit more experience. It'll be interesting to see how they how they match up. Well, uh, Randy, tell me a little about how uh, you select teams for this tournament and the divisions, what have you. Tell me how all that factors in and uh, what your process is for that. Yeah, so basically when a team turns in a roster, um, they we, we basically have them you know, kind of tell us what class they think they belong in. Um, and then once um, we see the rosters, we have several people that are kind of familiar with players from around the area. And so then if there's if there's, somewhat of a discrepancy or if somebody's kind of um, in between classes, then we try to just match them up where we, we think they belong. Um, our class B is basically like an open class. So, you know, that can be anybody that's played um, any kind of college ball or, or you know, just basically our uh, what you would consider your, your, you know, your kind of top class. Um, the thought was our class C was going to be uh, maybe people that have some smaller college experience or, kids that played high school but are a little bit older um, that have been uh, you know more in their 30s kind of thing um, and then our class D the, the um, I guess our criteria was that was primarily we wanted that to be people that haven't played a whole lot of high school ball or um, people that that have played but maybe haven't had as much um, haven't had as much experience or maybe a kind of in their 40s but it is it's still a crapshoot you know you get certain teams like for instance one of the one of the players that was uh, was an all-tournament team in our class B was Austin Forbes who was a, was a good player at Gwynn this year just out of high school but then his team um, was some other some other kids that hadn't played um, a whole lot or maybe you know played played some high school ball but and they ended up losing their first two games even though um, like I said Austin made the the all-tournament team. So it is kind of like, I, like I say again, it's it's trying to just match up 
um, teams where where you're going to get a competitive balance, and, and you know you, you can never have it. There's never a perfect perfect uh, scenario where you can get everybody classified exactly where they need to be. But I thought, like I said, this this uh, our class B went pretty well as far as that goes, and hopefully our B and C will be the same way. Tell me about your tournament format. Is it a double elimination, pool play, what have you? Yeah, so basically this year um, our class, when we went into the tournament to begin with, our class B was going to be the only one that was going to be double elimination. But because in some of the other classes we didn't have as many teams, we went with double elimination for the the D and the women's. Um, And then with this weekend, the Class B, like we initially intended, will be a double elimination. There's six teams in that. But then our Class C, we have nine teams, and so we had to go with a single elimination in, in Class C just to be able to get enough games in. Um, you know, the weekend, we're, we're limited in, in as far as um, how many um, games we can play, and so we had to go to a uh, single elimination for, for Class C. Talk with Randy Carlson, head softball coach at Nagani, also the organizer for the NIT. It's going to continue on this weekend. Randy, where's all this going to take place? How can the fans come out and watch if you have a tenant's fee and concessions or any other details? Yeah, so our first game is uh, Friday night at 6 o'clock, and we'll have games through 9.45 um, Saturday Games start at 10 a.m. and we'll run through our final game is at 8 o'clock Saturday night. Um, Sunday we start at 10 and our um, our Class C final is at 1:45 and our Class B final is at 3 o'clock. Um, all games are at Lakeview Gym. Um, we have full concession um, and admission is three dollars for adults, two dollars for students and seniors. Um, yeah, and like I say, there should be some, some very good basketball on display this weekend, and, and hopefully by looking at the weather forecast, it looks like the weather is going to be pretty decent, so hopefully we get a, um, a lot of people coming out to watch some good basketball. Yeah, do you have a pretty good number of teams that are going to fill your slots this year? Were you happy with the number of teams that signed up? Yeah, you know, overall we were happy. Um, it was kind of one of those things where we, uh, a few weeks ago, we weren't sure we were even going to be able to have it because we didn't have a whole lot of teams, but we got a lot of them in late. Um, we ended up with a total of 25 teams um, this year, which for our first year back, we're happy with, um, you know, especially with only doing two weekends. Um, sometimes, like I say, we have a limited amount of games we can play, so it kind of worked out perfect as far as getting um, getting the number of um, games. You know, like I said, if we had any more, it could have been a problem, so... Um, but what we're going to do next year, too, there's, you know, we hope to grow this every year. So, you know, we have options next year of possibly adding another weekend or possibly going to, like, our original format was going to be where we would do um, single elimination for every class except for a Class B. Well, tell me about some ways that you've seen the tournament grow over the past few years and maybe what your plans are for the future with it. Yeah, well, see, in the past... So the NIT in 2014 was 50 years old. That was their 50th anniversary. Um, and then because of a lack of volunteers, it went away for um, up until this year. We, we decided to bring it back. But, you know, in the past, it was, a, it was a, um, a little bit of a different format. They had a Class A through a 45 and older, and there were um, each of the lower classes when you got to – um, D and E, there was like a double D and an E. So there was quite a few different classes, and the tournament went on for about a month and a half. 
they ran almost every day. Um, they, there would be a day off here and there, but pretty much it was it was a continuously running um, tournament. So um, when we decided to bring it back, of course we don't have the time or the the, the gym availability to, to run something on that of that magnitude. But what we um, what we wanted to do was to you know we got it we started out with this couple of weekends, and what we would like to do is every year grow um, the tournament if we can. Um, you know, we, we are doing this as a fundraiser for our softball program. Um, softball is a, is a non-funded sport, uh, non-school-funded sport in Nagani. And there are a couple of other um, non-school-funded um, sports, such as hockey and uh, boys' baseball. And so, you know, kind of our ultimate um, plan is if we can grow this to each year and get a little bit bigger, is to eventually maybe incorporate some of those other programs in um, because that is one challenge as a when you're when you're trying to run a sport is, is fundraising and what we kind of look at is um, a lot of the fundraising that we do we're out asking people for um, for stuff or trying to sell people stuff all the time and that and we appreciate every you know all of our sponsors and everybody that does that but it, this is kind of nice in a way because it, it's something that we can do where we're 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 still making some money for our program but yet we can give something back to the community in a way by um, you know, putting something out there that's been a, a long tradition in Nagani, and it's, um, you know, like I say, something that it, you're not directly asking people for for money or to buy stuff that maybe they don't have an interest in buying, and they're just they're just doing it to be, to be a, you know, a good um, a, a supporter. Well, Randy, uh, you mentioned the softball fundraising aspect of things, and you've got another fundraiser going on, and I hope I'm saying this right, but Kudigi is uh, what your team's selling. My first question, maybe it's just because I'm fairly new to the area, what is kudigi? Kudigi is a sausage that um, that is very popular in the UP, especially I would say Marquette County. Um, you know, they have there's some some local establishments that have excellent um, kudigi sandwiches. So if you haven't had one, I would say definitely you need to go out and try one. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a sausage there's beef and pork along with a lot of spices and, and things in it and basically you can there's a lot of uses you can use it in spaghetti you know on pizza um, they have the kudigi sandwiches but um so what we are going to do is we are making um kudigi and selling it in one pound um in one pound packages and people can purchase those and what we're the plan is that we are going to have it ready for delivery on April 7th, and there will be more details coming out about that as far as where and um, what time they can pick it up as, as far as that day. But we have some sign-up sheets at the – we'll have it at the NIT, and there's also um, – and for anybody that wants information about the NIT also, we have a Facebook site. It's under Nagani Invitational Tournament, and if um, – so if people go onto that site, there should be places too where if, if you're interested in, in purchasing some kudigi, you can go on and um, and sign up on there, or at least contact somebody and they'll put you on a sign up sheet. Um, so so yeah, that is um, another thing that we we decided to try this year, and um, we've tried some other things in the past, but you know kudigi is something that's it's a like I say very popular in this area, and I. Um, and I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be a very popular um, popular fundraising opportunity. 
Randy Carlson, head softball coach at Nagani, getting set for the NIT this weekend. Again, go to Lakeview and check them out Friday through Sunday. $3 admission for adults, two for students. Randy, appreciate the time. Hope this weekend goes well. All right, thank you very much. Let's take a time out when we come back. Saturday is draft day in the UP as rosters will be announced for the annual high school football all-star game. We're joined by one of the coaches next on ESPN-UP. Crystal clear trout streams, pristine forest, and a sky so blue it hurts the eyes. We make our home in the most beautiful part of Michigan. We're Embers Credit Union. We cherish the abundance of lakes, the sound of fresh snow underfoot, waves crashing on the shore, and the crackle of an evening campfire. We also cherish the dreams and aspirations of the people who give the UP its unique character. Embers Credit Union is dedicated to fueling the passions of our members and the communities we serve. We see a world of potential in our neighbors, and we're here to provide personalized guidance, solid financial advice, and solutions to get them to the next level. What's your passion? A new home, a better vehicle, or seeing America in an RV? Together, we'll get there. Straight talk banking that matches your way of life. Let's live it up. Embers Credit Union, offices of Marquette and Nagani, and embers.org. Member NCUA, an equal housing lender. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. ESPN UP Tanner Hoops with you, joined by Westwood swimming and diving head coach Milton Braga as his team wraps up the season. Coach, what a phenomenal year for your squad. If you could, tell me about this season as a whole and what it's meant to you as well as your team. Well, we had a, a very unique season. We start the season, we have a problem in the pool with the chlorine, so we had it to be working uh, on the dry land workout. And uh, the kids, uh, a big group of kids, only had about two or three seniors. The rest is all freshmen, sophomores. The kids never complained. They never said anything. And every time they got in the water, they got better, better, and better. The times have dropped. And uh, combinates with uh, we win that uh, polar plunge. We win the men's and the women's. It's been a while since we... We brought that trophy home because there's a trophy that was created for the former athletic director of Westwood, and the kids had the opportunity to do that and bring it back home, the trophy. It was a fantastic season, great group of kids. I've been blessed, to be honest, because I never saw a group of kids that had everything they could go against them. They did, but they never complained. They put their head down, and they go back to work. That's my kind of a people blue-collar kind of workers. Coach, tell me about some ways you've seen the program grow and how you and your squad are building a legacy here at Westwood. Well, we just, um, every day uh, I try to recruit kids that uh, play another sport and then are capable to play or don't do too well or don't do any other activities. I try to encourage them to come into the swimming and diving program. I tell them, you come in for a week, if that's for you, we have a few kids this year. They have thought about quitting 
to second or third day, but uh, we told them, come on, try, keep trying, keep trying. And on the end of the season, they did fantastic. We had a young lady, first year diver, won the UP, JV UP diving. And we have uh, a young man that won the, the uh, men's and UP diving program. So that's, that's a homemade kid. And uh, we, we try every day. And right now we start a postseason program. And we had a very good response. We have a lot of kids come in. They want to get better. And we keep pushing. You know, I'm going to try to start a little, learn how to dive and swimming program in the future and see what's going to happen. Well, you mentioned Brock Sundberg was the young man that you had that won at the UPs. Tell me about his season and how you've seen him continue to grow. Well, Brock is a, did a fantastic job in the season. We had one meet that he could not find the water. Poor kid. He tried so hard, he couldn't make the dives. And I told him, hey, that was great. That's what you needed. You need one meet like that, get out of your system, so you'll be fine for your piece. And he, during the whole summer, he went and bought a trampoline for himself, put it in the backyard, and he's been practicing on his own, on the trampoline, doing flips, twists, on his own, drive his mom and dad crazy. And that helped him tremendously this year because he uh, grew up at Westwood and Aspen Ridge. He was a student at Aspen Ridge, moved to Westwood. Last year he finished second. This year he got a chance to win. And if he kept growing the way he goes, he also have a great chance to win again next year. Well, you talked about the off-season program that's getting started up for your squad. Tell me about some goals that you have looking ahead to next year. A goal we come up for this season, we come up on the banquet. Our main goal is to have one, at least one, Westwood swimmer in every event in UP finals. And that will be something that never happened before, especially now with the qualified time. We know we have the relays, automatic qualified, but they wanted to be individual qualifiers in every single event. And that will be a tremendous boost for the program and keep growing and hopefully that uh, we move up on the stands because we know we are a small school but we we did some good stuff over there. I think people should have come back sometime and watched some of our meets. They'll be excited. We may not win, but they know we're going to put 110% effort in the water. Talk with Milton Braga, the head swimming and diving coach at Westwood High School. Coach, you mentioned the size of the school. Does that ever give you problems trying to field a team, or have you seen consistent growth of the program at Westwood? Actually, I've been lucky enough to have a little bit of a growth. But uh, some of the schools, like about the size, like Manistic and some of the other ones, I see a lot of the programs dropping because I don't have a big enrollment. But I can knock on wood. We've been having a very good success, and we have enough people to fill the teams. And even our divers that specialize in diving, they come in and they swim just to cover the event. So we, we, we're able to have at least one kid in each event and um, doing the all dual meets in the season. Coach Milton Braga of the Westwood Swimming and Diving Program, his team just wrapping up a very successful season. Thanks again for coming on air with us, Coach. Look forward to talking again soon. Thank you. We'll take a timeout. More coming up after this on ESPN-UP.
Why wait for Friday when every day is a fish fry at Big Boy Marquez? Seafood specials on now through Easter every day at Big Boy. The scrumptious Captain Sample Platter, $13.99. Five-piece Great Lakes Perch Platter, $14.49. Big Boy Fish Fry Platter, $11.49. Endless Popcorn Shrimp Platter, $14.99. Endless Clam Strip Platter, $13.99. Salmon Dinner, $11.49. Blackened Salmon Caesar, $9.99. Marquez. Fill up on the seafood buffet Friday night. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you Friday afternoon turning into evening. Thank you again for tuning in all season long as we continue to chat with coaches and get their thoughts on their teams and their seasons. We want to wish all of the teams that are competing for state championships this weekend at the Breslin Center and who will compete for state titles next week at Calvin College all the best. It's been a pleasure covering you this season and we look forward to next season already. It'll be here before you know it. The Westwood Patriot girls will be heading down to Gaylord on Tuesday with a win. They punch their ticket to the Final Four in Grand Rapids and look to be downstate all week next week. You can help the Westwood Patriots by participating in our telethon next week. It'll be hosted by our sister station, WMQT Q107. You can hear live from the team, get their thoughts ahead of what should be a fantastic week and one of the most fun of their lives. That'll be from 1 to 3 on Monday. I'll be there getting thoughts and reaction and you can pledge your support to the Patriots help them go downstate and show off some UP power you can also donate to the cause by going to the Westwood Girls Basketball Facebook page there's a GoFundMe link we invite you to contribute what you can as much or as little all support is welcome there will be fan buses making the trip to Gaylord on Tuesday night. As of now, there are two put together by Nice Community Schools. One bus will be for adults and families. The other will be for students. The cost of the bus is $20. Everyone will be responsible for their individual game ticket and food. There will be a stop in St. Ignace for food on the way. To sign up for the bus, contact 485-1023, 485-1023 to sign up. The buses will leave from Westwood High School at 1 o'clock on Tuesday. Tip-off is set for 7 in Gaylord. Once again, to sign up, call 485-1023. The cost is $20. That'll do it for today's show. Once again, we're wishing all the best to the Iron Mountain boys. They will compete for a Division Three state championship tomorrow at the Breslin Center. They are the first UP Division Three team to reach the state title game since Nagani did it back in the year 2000. Congratulations to the Dollar Bay boys on a fantastic season that culminates in a state semifinal berth. And as always, we're wishing all the best to the Northern Michigan athletic teams, the women's basketball team tipping off their NCAA tournament first round game earlier today in Springfield, and then the men's hockey squad getting set to welcome Bowling Green, game one of the WCHA semifinals, game two set for tomorrow, both those start times at 7.07, game three if necessary on Sunday. We'll talk at you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Signing off, my name is Tanner Hoops.